So I know you all are so proud of them, proud of these graduates, and today we're going to turn to God's Word. If you would take your Bible and turn to Colossians chapter 2, and we're just going to read two verses as we stand together in honor of the reading of the Word of God this morning. Equipped to change the world. How are we equipped to change the world? Colossians 2, 6 and 7 lays that out here for us. It says, So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in Him, rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. Heavenly Father, we thank You, God, for Your Word. God, we thank You that You have, for those of us that have trusted You, that have believed on You, that have allowed You to save us from our sins, You have truly, most definitely equipped us through the power of the Holy Spirit to change the world. So God, today I pray for the graduates. I pray for each one in this room that's a child of God. Lord, I pray that we would do what you've called us to do and go out and reach your world for your kingdom. We love you, God, and we thank you for all that you've done. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, amen. You may be seated. Quickly this morning, I want us to take these scriptures and talk about how you and I, class of 2018, all of us this morning, if we are a believer, can change the world. We're equipped to do that. You know, I can't help but think this time of year when we reminisce about all of the past. That's what I like to do when I think about these that are graduating, how my own children are moving towards that quickly. It just seems as if we took Titus to kindergarten. Now he's moving on to middle school next year and my watermark pastor Robbie is that when I came here this group that's graduating wasn't even in the youth group yet they started and got a full year that next school year and went all the way through the youth group with me that may be a good thing or a bad thing we'll just wait and see right but it's amazing how time flies and God has equipped these young people to do great and mighty things for his kingdom he has equipped me and you as children of God, to do great and mighty things. It, guess what? It's not too late if you've got gray hair. And by the way, I can agree with you in that. My children point those out all the time in my head. It's not too late for us to do what God's called us to do, to change the world. So what does that look like? You know, when I was thinking about uh, this week, and I was thinking about my own family, and I was thinking about what these high school graduates and their parents must be thinking. Um, I, I want to know, did you have those pull-behind book bags with the wheels when you went to elementary school? They may not admit it. But I can remember packing and getting ready for kindergarten for my own son, and some of you parents may shed a tear in thinking about this. And I even remember we had this huge book bag for this little bitty guy. And it was full of all of the things that they were going to need to be equipped to do kindergarten, right? He, he walked out of the car and it was holding him back. Some of you know what I'm talking about. That first child, maybe the, you sent the last one, as we might, um, to kindergarten with just a lunch pail, right? A lunch sack, and that's it. They'll take it from there. But you as a parent, you were equipping them to have success in academics, and then they went on to middle school, and then they were too cool for the pull-behind book bag. You know, you don't do that anymore. you got to put it on one shoulder, and you got to 
uh, wear all the Nike gear, and you got to be ready to, to take on the world in middle school. And then quickly, that was a flash, and they went on to high school, and guess what? It was time to learn how to drive, right? Some of you are probably saying, my graduate's still learning how to drive. And so you're thinking, I need to equip them with a safe vehicle. I need to equip them with one in case they were to hit somebody or run into a tree or back into a car, that they're going to be okay. So we want to make sure that they go through driver's ed. We want to make sure that they are prepared with seat belts and cell phones, but you can't use both of those at the same time. And so you want to make sure that you're ready and equipped to drive safely. And then now all of a sudden, they're all grown up, right? And so I was thinking about my first vehicle. And I still have it. Some of you, how many of you still have your first vehicle that you ever, anybody? I'm so, so, so thankful for this. But a few months ago, I was kind of down and out about this vehicle. It's a Ford Ranger, 1995. Got it in December of 96. It was brand new to me and still is like a brand new truck to me today. Well, back in the winter, when, you know, it's kind of that extra vehicle that sometimes you don't want to spend a whole lot of money on, take a lot of time in order to fix it up. Well, I only used it to haul a little trash or maybe to go in a dirty place or, or go into a place where there's briars or, you know, just to kind of uh, bump around in. Well, the tires started wearing out on it. And so I just kind of parked it and left it over to the side. And, you know, I said, man, I really need my truck, but I don't want to spend any, mo- any money on it. But I was still down and out because my, my truck was, was part of me when I was a, a teenager. That's what I was driving when I graduated. I told Joni the other day, I said, if we go to our 20th year anniversary for our graduating class, which is this time, I said, we, we need to drive this truck. So I, I, I said, that's, that's what we need to, I'm the only one probably still. And so I, I, I looked at this truck, and every time I'd go out of the driveway, I'd look at it, and the tires are worn out on it, and I just stopped driving. So it's not safe to drive. The, the tires are, are bald on it. We, we can't take it out on the road. We can't put the kids in there. Right, Mom? We can't, we can't have those in there. And so I, I, I just let it sit. And when it started sitting, it started getting older and breaking down more. And, and so battery went dead, and... The tires actually start peeling off of the radial. And every time I drive by, I just get discouraged. I say, I'm, I, my truck, I need my truck. It's not ready to go. I just want to jump in it and drive it like I used to. Well, I told my wife, I said, we've got to get some tires for the old truck. We've got to get it running again. She's like, we don't need to spend any money on that thing. So I called the tire shop anyway. And it was way too much money for a set of tires. For, in fact, the tires would have been worth more than the truck. <clears throat> so I talked to my dad. Mom and dad, they equipped me with this truck. And I said, Dad, we got to find some tires. I had uh, wrecker services looking for some wrecked tires and wheels from somewhere around here. And I said, surely somebody's got some tires and wheels. So finally my dad calls me and he says, guess what? I found you some tires. And I thought, oh, man, you know how kids, you know what I'm talking about, right? Um, when Dad says, I found something, usually it's a treasure. Right? <laughs> so I said, where is it at? Oh, it's over here. It's a junkyard. It's been wrecked. But I believe if you'll come over here, he'll cut you a deal. So I said, well, i got to look at him first, Dad. Don't go ahead and give him the money and say he'll pay me back, all right? Don't do that. We need to go look at him. So we went over to the junkyard, and sure enough, perfect match. And I thought, yes, 
I'm going to get to have my truck back. So we went and we took the wheels and the tires off. I brought it home and I, and I limped it all the way to the tire shop. I said, we're going to mount this thing and get it just right. I was going down 98 and the radio was going plop, 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 all the way to the tire shop. And I, I said, man, we had to jump it off. I said, if you can get it ready to go, I'll pay you whatever if you'll mount these wheels. Because now, by the time I'm living in my younger days, right? I'm, this is my truck. This is my baby. And so I uh, went down there. And we got it all fixed up. They put the tires and wheels on it. Got it running with a new battery and some new connections. And now, guess what? Look at it. Do we have that? Wow. <laughs> Brand new. Look at those tires and wheels popping. Right? Miss Amy, quit laughing at my truck. And so I watched it, and I called Joni. I said, guess what? Man, you got to go out on a date in the truck. And she hadn't went out. I guess it's going to be our 20th anniversary for our graduating class. I tell you that story in the glory of my yesteryears to say, when I looked at that truck, I cared so much for it. I, wanted, I had so many great memories with it. So much time spent in that truck, driving all over the state of Georgia. And mom and dad, I won't tell you where else I drove, but we, we, it was my first truck. But without those tires, without that, those new cables and connections and that battery, and making sure the oil's changed and getting it going again, all it was was just a bunch of junk piled up on, in the driveway. Not doing what it had been designed to do. Now, how many of us in our lives are waiting on the opportunity to be equipped to change the world when in fact it's us that needs to take those first steps towards making the change? You see, here in these scriptures we find in Colossians chapter 2 and verses 6 and 7, it says, So then, just as you have received Christ Jesus as Lord. Today I want you to think about how much Jesus loves you. That's reason enough right there to change the world. That's reason enough for us to go out and do what God's called us to do. In weeks past, Pastor Robbie preached on what it means to answer God's call in your life. Why not go out and change the world because Jesus loves us and we're equipped to love Him. And so in these scriptures, Paul is calling those who he's writing to and us today to consider more. It's more than just a salvation experience. It's the love of Jesus overflowing in our lives Week in and week out, day after day, as we grow, as we mature, as we become more grounded in our faith. And see, the magnitude of this decision that you made when you embrace this love is eternal. And that eternity begins the day that you received it. It just wasn't like my old truck left to rot and not be used what it was designed to do, not to be a bunch of memories, not to just be something that Man, I wish it would be more than what it really is. We have been equipped to love Jesus. And there's nothing else better under the sun to do. And that's what God's designed us to do. You know, we sang that as little children. Some of these graduates might remember learning, Jesus loves me. 
This I know for the Bible tells me so. Or Jesus loves the little children. All the children of the world. And then John 3.16, For God so loved the world. Probably the verse that you first learned as a child. But then we know that Jesus loves us. What about our love? In 1 John chapter 4 and verse 19, it says, We love because what? He first loved us. And so I don't know about you, there's nothing better under the sun than anybody. Class of 2018, a five-year-old child, or an 85-year-old teenager can do except love Jesus with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Embrace Jesus as Lord, not just His teachings, not just the idea of Jesus. Those are, those are some great things to understand, but to embrace Jesus as the Lord of your life. So how are we equipped to change the world? We're equipped to love Him. Now, we love a lot of stuff. I love Chick-fil-A. I love... <laughs> Brian's raising his hand. I love the Georgia Bulldogs. I love my truck. Especially now that it's running. It's ready to go. Equipped to do what it was designed to do. I love my wife and my children very much. And I tell my children often, I said, I love your mother and I love y'all very, very much, but I love Jesus more. And you may be thinking about as you graduates, as you are now moving into officially adulthood, you say, man, I want to fall in love. I, I, I just... Thank God for that in my life. You're going to have that opportunity one day, hopefully. I fell in love again when I had my children. What love that is that we understand as human beings. But that can be even more richer in our lives. The love we have for our families. The love we have for that one we fall in love with. The one that we have that we fall in love with when, when we're holding them in our arms as little babies. Those friends that we love, those people in, in, in God's house that we love and care about, those relationships can be so much richer if we are loving Jesus with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then we're going to have that heart to change the world. See, that's simple. But sometimes we need to go back to it as we move on in our lives. second thing is we're going to be equipped to learn from him if you notice in the scriptures it says that you are rooted and built up in him strengthened in the faith as you were taught some of you that are graduating you're probably thinking man i don't have to push a pencil anymore the rest of my life i don't have to do any more reports i don't have to do any more projects i don't have i'm done with school but think about what would happen to our world if God's people would learn from Him. I'm not just talking about memorizing. I'm talking about allowing the Holy Spirit to be our teacher as we sink our roots deep into the soil of the Christian truth of His Word. Building on the foundation of personal faith. Not just something mom and dad taught you. Not just something that you, you were told to do as you were growing up but it's something that you embrace that you are equipped to do because you love jesus and now you want to know him more day by day you see the colossian church was under spiritual attack from false teachers some of you are going to colleges and universities where your faith will be challenged 
Some of us, we know in our culture, our faith is challenged daily. Do you know what you believe? Are you equipped to learn and continue to learn? You know what I like too about it is it mentions those who taught you. It says strengthening the faith as you were taught. Graduates, I encourage you to go to those in your own home, in your own family, here in this church, and tell those people that impacted and shaped you spiritually, thank you for what they've done to impact your life for the glory of the Lord. So don't forget about where you came from and who invested in your life. Spiritually, physically, mentally. But so that we might have the opportunity to grow in our faith. So who's taught you? And I thank God that we're not left to do it on our own. The Holy Spirit teaches us. Holy Spirit is our teacher. Jesus even referred to that in John 14, 26. It says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things. And bring you to your remembrance all that I said to you. If you'll notice, the first two points is our third, as you will see, has to do with action from us. Loving Jesus like we never have before. And then seeking His face through His Word, through worship, through growing each day. Not just showing up and going through the motions. Class of 2018, I would encourage you as you've received this devotion, I'm sure of those of you that were a part of a baccalaureate service, you received a copy of the scriptures. Now we have the capabilities with technology for you to have the scriptures on your phone. Begin your day, each day, learning from the Holy Spirit's teaching in His Word. Finally today, equipped to change the Word. How are we going to be equipped to change the Word? We're going to be equipped to live for Him in our lives. Notice what shows us the litmus test for those who are walking with Jesus, who are loving Jesus, who are learning and wanting to know Him more. It says here at the very end, Paul writes, and overflowing with thankfulness. You want to know if someone's growing in their faith, they're probably going to have an attitude of gratitude. A thankful heart because of what Jesus has done in their heart and life. Because of those who have invested and encouraged and and helped them along the way. Because you are seeking the direction. As Pastor Robbie said earlier, you're wondering what's next. You're wondering what you're going to be when you grow up. Well, it's simple here. Love Him, learn from Him, and then live for him oh it's so worth it see the colossian church even despite the fact they were being attacked they were the early church that it wasn't normal for people to follow christ they were still thankful for for what christ had done in their hearts and lives for the what the holy spirit was doing to teach them as they were growing and being strengthened in their faith and so it says that they weren't just thankful they were overflowing with thankfulness And what happens when we become thankful because of what Christ has done, that spreads out and overflows into our everyday lives. And that goes for the class of 2018 of all of us that are children of God. Are there actions being carried out in your life to impact this world and change it for the glory of the Lord? That's that attitude of thankfulness. Not just saying it, but living it out. It's a clear indicator of being out of the will of God, and even unsaved if someone has 
an attitude, a heart of ungratefulness. So what about you? Are you equipped to live for Him? See, we have this attitude of gratitude that happens during this salvation experience. Go back to that time when you were saved. But then we continue in thankfulness because, yes, the one who gives us eternal life gives us life here on this earth with a purpose to change the world. See, when you were grounded in our faith, founded in the truth, that equation, we'll use those academic terms, equals a thankful heart, anxious to defend and remain steadfast in our faith. Is that you today? Do you love Jesus? I mean, do you really love Him? Do you really know Him and care about Him? So much so that you want the whole world to know who your Savior is and how they can receive Him as well. That's going to begin with us loving Jesus, just knowing Him more each day and then living for Him. I love the lyrics as we close today of the song, That's How You Change the World by the Newsboys. It says, All my life I had big dreams to do big things and make a change. And all the while, I just passed by the simple needs right here next to me. Because there's a breaking heart that's falling apart and tear-filled eyes looking back at me. God, won't you help me see? It's the prayer. Here's where it begins. It's the prayer in the empty room. Little things we do when nobody's around. A hand reaching out to a heart in doubt. It's the smallest spark that can light up the dark. That's how we change the world. That's how we change the world. Listen, second verse says, A million little drops of rain can be enough to cause a tidal wave. A flood of your love that no one can contain. Because there's an empty soul that wants to be known around me now that I can lead to you. Revealing love that won't refuse. It's the kind words, a simple smile. More than just showing up, but going the extra mile. It's giving everything when you've got nothing left. Sharing a little hope with one single breath. That's how you change the world. That's how we change the world. What's God calling you to do? You've experienced His love. You're seeking His face. But the question is, will you live it out? What will be your response today? Heavenly Father, as we turn to a time where Your Word has been spoken and our hearts are open, God, I pray that today Your people will listen to the Holy Spirit's calling. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Won't you come?